0: What's going on, guys? And welcome, welcome to another... Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> Merry... Oh, God, we blew it. It's a What's
1: jolly up, holiday with Andrew and Chris.
0: So, guys, this
1: enough.
0: is Talking with Andrew and Chris. Welcome back to Talking with Andrew and Chris.
1: What up? Hey, Chris. Yeah? Um, now that it's November, are you... Are you one of those people that's just gung-ho, it's Christmas time, or are you do you like to appreciate the fall?
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that corporatism is the reason we're in the scenario that we're in today in regards to our country and our nation and everything, so I try to take each day as it comes and not force anything that isn't supposed to happen. So uh, you guys can read into that however you like. I'm actually really happy with how much of a blanket statement that truly really was. It can go wow. either way. Just like this election where it stands. And honestly, even though we're recording this three days after the election, who
2: knows if
0: by the time this episode is actually aired, if we actually have a president.
1: Listen, if they don't figure it out by Saturday, I'll do it.
0: (laughs) It's sad... But true, unfortunately. Like, one of my favorite Metallica songs. Speaking of Metallica, we have a huge Metallica fan on the show today. We'll introduce that in a little bit And that's
1: got to be the only reason we're having him on, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much, dude. Like, we're going to pretty much talk about all things Metallica and Metallic on this episode.
1: Isn't his last name Metallica?
0: Close enough. It's almost
1: Metallica.
0: But, Andrew how have you been man because before you know the, this is why we stopped doing these interviews because these guests come on and their egos just sap up every bit of life from the conversation and just absorb every possible second of airtime so it's like andrew and i are just you know talking heads sort of ushering them to their next highlight reel moment and really we're not a part of it so yes please exception what, to the rule what else today. are
1: you trying to peddle to the people we would love exactly. to discuss it but
0: before <laughs> <laughs> we bring him in here wow you know i just have to clear the air we're not actually angry or mad or upset or anything right now it is what it is not life goes on we're just kidding around and just this is our friend johnny and it's kind of like our dynamic with him guys so sorry if the uh you know
1: it's gonna get a bit goofy
0: it's gonna get a bit goofy and uh you know we don't mean to uh trigger anyone with our uh sort of nihilistic views but Hey, that's just where we're at right now. Speaking of nihilism, this next guest is the exact opposite of that. He is one of the nicest people I've ever met. One of the most talented and hardworking human beings I've ever met in my entire life. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen of the Talking with Andrew and Chris mythos, welcome to the show for the first time in a long time. That's a little hint. You guys are going to have to join the Patreon when we launch that to understand what I mean by that. Johnny Robert Manna. What's going on, Johnny? How you doing, man?
3: How's it going, guys? Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing really well. Um, I'll try not to let my ego sap up too too much of this podcast. I really appreciate the introduction, though. I'm really happy to be here. It's been (laughs) since episode zero before you guys even started the show. Yeah, yeah. Episode zero, I finally launched the Patreon,
0: Patreon. which I still have. That will be, like, the top tier $5 package. Like, you get to hear episode zero with Johnny, where... Just a little hint and a nudge to to get there when we get there in a few months. Johnny pretty much commandeered the episode and it quickly became us yeah. trying to be hosts to Johnny interviewing us. And that's all I'm going to say. So if that doesn't tell you the dynamic already, the friend who we asked to help was, us uh, test out this new thing we were super he, nervous about, not only doesn't play the role he's supposed to, but takes our job in the process. No, so, no, listen, know, it wasn't was that. that was, it, was a,
1: humor. it was a it was a, trial by fire. He knew that if we couldn't handle a guest that tries to hijack your show, you can't have a show. You need to, keep, you need to be able to hold on to the reins when it gets out of hand. That's exactly true. right. That was what I was. And thinking. that's just
0: the thing about you, Johnny, that I have always, I think, admired and just really respected. Was you, you, you know, you, you do a lot for your friends more than I'd say you have to. But it, it never really seems like a choice to you. It seems like you always kind of just do it because it's a part of who you are. So that's why I'm really glad that we can actually kind of help you out right now. And hopefully our listeners are, are kind like they normally are to our musical guests and they go and they listen to your new song. So before we get into all that, you are on here promoting your new single, Phantoms. And uh, it's it's really good. I, I've had the pleasure of performing it with you before live at our bar gigs, which hopefully we get back Lucky. to later. But uh, before we get into all that, Johnny, why don't you just sort of paint the picture and um, you know let people know Why you're here, you know, but but not only the simple fact of us asking you to come on and because we really like your new song, but like what inspired you to take the creative path? Because you're you're in law school right now, but you're still really firing on all cylinders in this musical pursuit. And everyone knows law school is no short order. So uh yeah, why don't you just take us down memory lane? Uh, take us back if you how back?
1: Like all the way, like a
0: first musical memory, man. Like like way back picture. We know you, but our hundreds of listeners each month don't, and I want them to.
3: It's interesting. I feel like a lot of people don't normally, like, don't have a lot of experience explaining their entire life story, so it's pretty, like, so we'll see how that goes, but yeah, uh, just from a young age, I've obviously always liked music, like, same as same as you guys, I assume. Uh, I remember being in the car and hearing Good Riddance by Green Day on the radio, and that was potentially, like, the first time I ever heard a song and thought, like, wow, like, to be able to feel something from a song was like the first time I felt like I ever connected to a song, honestly, even though I was definitely way too young to understand like what the song was about. And uh, I remember getting an acoustic guitar when I was really young and learning power chords for the first time because they were the easiest thing to play. And then that was kind of all that I really did with the guitar for years. And then um, I don't know, like I spent probably my like middle school years writing like various songs. I never really, thought of it anything as more than a hobby i feel like the professionalism that's associated with music in terms of like uh recordings and like shows like that always like just growing up that felt like something that was so out of reach like i would hear a song on the radio and be like, there's no way i could ever record a song that like has this type of quality because i guess that was like a little bit like around the time where like home studios were starting to become a thing so for me it was always like okay i really like music but i don't really see myself doing it as anything more than a career because like how could i do that like how could i watch billy joe armstrong play in front of thousands of people like no that's just like like he's not even a person like there's no way that that could ever be something for like someone like me to pursue or anything like that no but then um yeah uh i remember being in high school and i was in a band uh with one of our friends chris osorio and he had me as uh as a bassist because it was already a band that was established in high school i was friends with chris throughout middle school we had jammed together a little bit but nothing super crazy and then i remember right when i joined the band it was called uh yeah it's funny you put that up it was called flip the scene actually but then we later changed our name to lakeside and i remember no, i didn't i, I didn't mean just well wasn't there something 22 before that something 22
0: flight 22 oh, or something uh, yeah, like that yeah I,
3: bl- I briefly mentioned that that was flight 28 actually that yeah me and chris had a band oh 28 okay, <laughs> okay that's what i thought that's what i thought i only band bring band. up because
0: chris was in that right
3: yeah that was me like chris. that's how far
0: back you go with him
3: yeah yeah that was uh in seventh grade seventh grade to maybe ninth, 10th grade like yeah we had a band and Chris is putting out
0: music at some point next year so he'll be on the show too so this could be a cool little sort of hint
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and also right. fun fact Lakeside was shouted out on episode 9 by Mark of hungover never True. never forget that so it's kind of cool that it's all coming full circle here but yeah Johnny please continue
3: yeah so I was in the band Flight 28 with Chris in middle school. And then uh, we kind of stopped just playing music. I don't know, just for whatever reason. And then he was in another band uh, that was called Flip the Scene. And he asked me to join as a bassist because they needed a bassist. Uh, I think their singer played bass, but then he transitioned to just singing. But then I remember joining the band and uh, it was like right after they recorded for the first time and they showed me like the masters for their songs. And I thought like, wow, like the quality on this, the quality of these songs is like incredible. And it's crazy that anyone... Like that, I know, like could have recordings like that. It was like probably the first thing that I, my first experience with, like, wow, you can actually do a lot more with music than just like playing in your basement uh, or playing in your bedroom or just writing songs in your acoustic guitar. Uh, And then I also went, I saw them play with some of our other friends, um, and that was like again the first time where it was just like, wow, like you could do a lot, you could do a lot more than just being at your house with music. So. Then I feel like it was probably around that time when I started getting more serious with my own songwriting, like I had always written songs, but I feel like I didn't really progress that much like I was kind of just writing the same simple stuff over and over, uh, especially now, at this point, I was around so many other creative people that it definitely inspired me. Uh, obviously, like, you know, like, we have a lot of talented people in our circles. So a lot of that rubbing off on each other, especially when we're all pursue when we at the time, at least we were all pursuing the same thing musically. So Uh, then I I feel like I just started being a lot more consistent. I started, uh, recording or, and writing a lot of my own songs. Like, uh, luckily we had a lot of home studios, like within our circles that I would record out a little bit. And then it was pretty funny because I think I, I did a couple EPs or maybe a few EPs and I didn't really take them seriously at all because to be honest, back then I didn't think I was that good. As a matter of fact, I, I, I knew I wasn't that good. So when I would be like, oh, I could record a song in my friend's house, uh, I'll try that out because I've never recorded vocals before. I've never recorded in a studio. I want to see what that's like. And then I would record the song uh, and they wouldn't charge me because they were just starting out. And I would just be like, okay, like, I don't think this is that incredible. So I'm just going to kind of put it out. Like my first few like actual releases on uh, Bandcamp at the time, like I didn't really take them super seriously. It was kind of just me being like, uh, Hey guys, here's this thing I did for fun. Like here's some songs and people actually would, uh, I guess it was also a little bit because i hadn't really ever sang like i hadn't ever really done vocals on a song like up until that point so some people would actually be like wow that sounded really good i didn't expect like you to sound like that and then even though i still didn't think i was that good that like inspired me to like try more and then i remember um uh we had a lot of like local venues in poughkeepsie and then one day uh mike cohan who i'm sure you know uh he used to book shows around the area And after putting out maybe like my third EP, I remember he contacted me one day and was like, hey, do you want to play the show? And I was like, oh, you mean with uh, Lakeside, which is the band I was still in? He's like, no, like you solo. And I was literally, I was like taken aback. I was like, what? You mean like you, like you, you acknowledge me as an artist and you want me to play on this show? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, sure, I guess, why would I say no to that? So I said I would play that show. And then a bunch of, luckily, I have a lot of very good and very nice friends and, They came out to support me for my first show and I thought it went really well. I thought it was really fun. And then, I don't know, since then that was basically another point where I just started uh, taking my releases more seriously. I remember putting out a song called the only thing stopping me. It was my first acoustic single that I ever actually promoted. And I, and it wasn't like, there was no more of me just putting it out like the same day, just saying this was for fun. Like it was the first time I was ever, I ever hyped up a song. I said, like I announced it. I set a release date. I promoted it along the way uh, that got a lot of good uh, a lot of good feedbacks and then since then i just kept doing that i put out an acoustic uh full length called the world which it feels like it was like years ago it feels like it was like decades ago honestly when i put that out and then i remember i did a tour actually with you chris and uh luke ferrara literally right around the time when that album came out that was yeah that was probably like the second thing that i put out taking it super seriously At this point, like I definitely remember that.
0: And that that was the tour where I got fired from my job because I didn't, I just didn't take off. I said, you know what? I don't like this place. You guys are mean. I'm just going to leave. And then I got nervous that they were going to fire me and they did, but I should have went on the second half of the tour. (laughs) <laughs> and I didn't. So instead of going on, like, what you guys kept saying was oh the God. cool part, which I was really hoping for you guys to change the verbiage on that, but you never really did. Instead of going on the cool part, I instead got fired and drove home and s- sat on my couch for the rest of the weekend. Oh but God. Was that, was the, that one the job, thing this, that the I job was you got fired about.
1: from, the one that I worked at?
0: Yes, it was.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. The one thing I do want to say, though, is that you almost suffered a career-ending injury on that tour. That's right. And it was... You know, sometimes when you're far away from home and you're traveling, if things happen, if things go bad, it's sure we know what to do, call an ambulance, get to a hospital. But when you're just out of your element, miles away from home, hours away from home, it's, it's tough when things like getting your hand slammed in a garage door, I mean, a, a car door
3: by someone <laughs> yeah who, is who was the person i don't remember who slammed my hand it was
2: me it was me <laughs> with the crazy part like, <laughs> was in there. like the door closed and oh, your hand was no. and
0: you just like you didn't make a sound you just you're just like wait my hand's in there
1: and <laughs> yeah, was it like, was hmm.
3: just so surreal
1: <laughs> i could see that happening too just johnny being like um I think my hand's
3: Yeah, there. it was like a thought bubble appeared above my head and just see like hand plus door equals question yeah. mark and I was like contemplating it. <laughs>
0: like like in the early 2000s, up. like um, coming of age films when they would like be texting and the bubbles would pop up on the air and they'd have like all like the outdated sound effects. It was like that kind of moment, sort of like something out of an early Seth Rogen script. A humble brag. But uh, <laughs> I don't know what that's a humble brag for, but we'll go with it. Johnny, we also around that time, and I'm I'm getting a little um nostalgic here, but so forgive me if I take a moment. But uh we, we also <laughs> around that time <laughs> were traveling and Luke was such a good tour dad/slash headliner, wherein we'd be in the back seat. He drove the whole time, by the way, which was awesome. Second was off it his car, <laughs> yeah, it was, but like still okay. he drove the whole time. A- and uh second off johnny and i were getting a little car car restless car sick if you will and so instead of listening to music he let us play off of netflix i had downloaded one movie which was jurassic park and so he (laughs) let us watch it in the back but he let us play it through the car speakers and he was like listening to it and he was just like dude this is actually pretty tight like just listening to it he was just such a good accommodating host
1: well and i kind of felt like did you guys just watch that
3: movie on repeat or something then I think we no, only watched like but, half of the movie, but it was still just the fun of Luke and Cohn only getting the audio of Jurassic Park while we. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and then, and then in Maryland, we spun Luke so hard on like an outdoor public um play thing that he got like super dizzy, which wasn't fun. Anyways, I, was like, I digress. I
3: don't remember that, but okay. It's,
0: remember, I, I it's when we got the the uh, thirty dollar lobster dishes and stuff, which was so stupid. to do on tour, we oh, went to that, like super expensive fish restaurant.
1: That. It you guys undone. paid $30 for a lobster.
0: Yeah, we got into like a five-star restaurant. Luke brought us like this mad expensive fish joint. Oh,
1: my God. That's so funny. It was good, but Definitely it was ridiculous. Time.
0: And Johnny and I Whoa. split food because we're like, yeah, like this is crazy right now. But, uh, yes, yeah, so we had a good time on that tour, Johnny. And I, I do want to let you keep going with your story. Also, I'm thinking with how much you just spoke, you might want to consider writing a book. Because
3: I realized it was way too long. I could cut it back a little bit from here on out. That was I just a lot of I... of myself.
0: But you know it's what? Cool, Normally we're just not... gonna edit,
3: we're gonna edit like eight minutes of that out.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: Just <laughs> the important part. I'll, I'll summarize the rest of it because honestly, it gets, I guess, a lot more simpler from here. Well, I mean, you well, told me to take it back. you could rewind this episode. You said something very beginning. Listen,
1: we told, told you, you to take it there. back. Like... We didn't say give us A to Z. Yeah.
0: But you know what? Normally I am left wanting our guests to be a little more in depth. So I guess, you know, be careful what you wish for. But Johnny, it seems to me that there was a very specific band by the name of Green Day who struck a chord (laughs) with you at a very young age and kind of set you down this path to begin with. So I do want you because I know this and I love this because they're also my favorite band. Well, I guess it alternates every other day with ACDC, but they're top top one and two, of course. So, like, what do they mean to you? And, like, do you feel that you would be where you are right now in life because art is such a part of all of our lives without Green Day?
3: Um. Well, yeah, honestly, I didn't really get too in-depth with my actual musical inspiration, so that's a good question. But, no, I don't think I'd be doing music really, like, probably at all uh, if I, if I didn't listen to Green Day. And, honestly, it was kind of, like, weird because up until, like, middle school, even, like, late middle school, they were, like i feel like i wasn't exposed to a lot of rock bands like them like i didn't really listen to bands like blink 182 or like some 41 or any bands like that until like high school i didn't even really know that they existed like i don't know maybe it was just I, i think it was kind of just because my parents were like oh he likes a green day song so let's just give him dookie and then let's give him insomniac and nimrod let's just give him every green day album so that that's all he knows and obviously they have a vast discography so like it was kind of just that that i would listen to and then like some classic rock which i still like uh throughout sounds like your parents hit the mother load they were saying yeah, like it, it anything, honestly was at the anytime point.
1: johnny needs a gift
0: yeah they were green like day. oh this band has 14 albums okay perfect we got at least <laughs> three like, years off there yeah yeah exactly <laughs> they're just
1: like sitting at home and then all of a sudden one of them's like isn't johnny's birthday in two days And like shit and they're like what green yeah, day album haven't we have on them <laughs> yeah, no, yeah it was, it was fantastic
3: it was at the, the point. point it was at bring point. him american oh, idiot <laughs> <laughs> no Get yeah the tickets obviously to the broadway show that was right around the time American Idiot came out. Like honestly, I started listening to them probably like a year before American Idiot came out. And then like you know, like American Idiot was huge in like my elementary school. Which is crazy now, like the context and like the details that's, of what they're that's out.
1: such a sentence that Green Day definitely didn't plan on, or at least wasn't right. trying to get it was like Green Day was
3: uh what was it?
1: American Idiot was huge in my in my elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, for all, sure. No, but all the that second honestly, graders, that's second graders, third graders magic of success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what album was being played during recess did you imagine Is the that headline success?
0: elementary school students in a craze over the new green day record nationwide like <laughs> demand I mean, more recess but you're right i remember i man. got in trouble because i all the kids would play green day on Vimeo because they blocked YouTube back in the day on our computers, but we found Classic. the uh, the Boulevard of Broken Dreams video on Vimeo, and so we'd all and they eventually had to line the computers up in a way that like the teacher could peer across the room at any time and see what was on the screens because kids were just watching Green Day like so much. And the word they of the day, <laughs> kids would always Green pick New Green Year. Day as like the word of the day. It was hilarious, man. So yeah, huge part for some reason of my public schooling is Green Day, which is so just not synerg- synergistic if you think about it, but. You know, I digress, Johnny. Yeah. So your musical influences, obviously Green Day was a huge one, but, you know, as you've grown and you've sort of uh, matured, the art matures with you. So uh, what what are some of your uh, other uh, musical influences?
3: Well, yeah, up in up until probably like middle school, early high school, like it was mainly just Green Day and then like classic rock. And it was to the point where I didn't even really know that there were other bands like them. And then I remember in high school, it was the first time I was ever introduced to like Blink-182. And I remember hearing like the Wonder Years for the first time being like, wow, this is really cool. But that was back when I was playing more like pop punk music. And then I feel like I stopped so much listening to just what people were showing me. Like my friends would maybe be like, oh, here's a cool band and I'd like them. And that was still a thing. But like I started branching out and being like, oh, I like this. Like I like this band. This is a band that I found. So now what? Uh, what's a band that sounds like them? And then I just feel like I started kind of solidifying my own taste and my own sound which it's kind of weird like I don't even really know how to describe it like I consider myself kind of like a folk like pop rock artist uh honestly on like a song by song basis it kind of depends some songs it's like this is totally pop rock and some it's like this is a little bit more folk so like it's hard to pin down but I do feel like a lot of my influence now is a lot of like indie pop rock type bands uh that some are I guess more well known than others it also kind of depends because there are like some huge pop artists who I like too like I'm a decent billy eilish fan for example um but yeah i don't know there's like a variety it's it's kind of just basically just whatever i'm whatever i think sounds good like i don't know it's weird it's weird to say like that but uh i feel like lots of indie rock uh lots of pop rock as far as specific artists um uh i really like like obviously you know i'm a pretty big lady lamb fan so that's a good example she's a pretty good indie rock artist um yeah she's i really like I really like The Regrets. They're another band that's up there. Um, I've never. Yeah, literally I mean, never been about that band. I could go on my phone and just realize John, if you want. Johnny, no, no, that's, that's, we're getting, we're oh, yeah. A I'm a big Bad Sons John. fan, too. Yeah, there we
1: go. You like that Billie Eilish reference in there, though? I do. Bad guys sure. and Bad Sons? Come on. Come on. Visual I mean, goods. I don't know. I always Preaching, feel like when, when
3: people say <laughs> when people say what bands do you like, that's always hard for me to say. When people say what artists do you like, I sometimes i like forget like even when i'm listening to my spotify like oh i forgot oh, i thought you were going like, to say what with...
0: bands do you like that's difficult but when people say what artists do you like you're like all right how much time do you have no i'm starting to like, what what even is I'm a doing... band johnny here's what i'm trying to do right now okay
3: full transparency
0: forget that we're podcasting right now god knows i have already so already forgot Yeah, it's my memory is shot, dude. Listen, what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to make you deeper than just the music we're going to play at the start and the end of the show. You know, I want people to be like, oh, cool. When I listen. So they heard the sample at the beginning of the episode. Right. And they're like, "Okay, they're intrigued. It's good. Obviously, we wouldn't have you on if it wasn't. Trust me. Chris Teruli has been banging down our door to get on. (laughs) I'm just kidding, Chris. You can come on whenever you want. I'm just kidding. Awkward. Phenomenal musician. Anyways. He doesn't answer my text often, so maybe I'm a little bitter. Anyways, like I said, I forgot I'm podcasting. But also what I'm trying to do is get them to, at the end of the episode, when we play the full version of the song, right, be like, damn, dude, all that he said, I hear that in there. You know, that makes sense. I get that. So let's, let's keep painting the picture and not stay on one beat for too long, but really dive in and explore things. So with that being said, Johnny, you kind of have been talking about this time of your life, but there's a place where it all happened. And I always felt like your generation, you know, you, Chris Cerulli, Chris Osorio, right? All the musicians that were awesome from your from your age group, but still like two years back in the day, like when I was in high school, you were still in middle school. That's like a bit of a difference. I, The chance for me in Poughkeepsie was such a huge melting pot, a way to hear all these different types of musical voices from the area, different genres coming together and fusing. And it was a huge sort of jumping off point to solidify like my growth and what I wanted to do and and strategies of, of learning how to promote and all the things that you need to do if you want to professionally pursue music or at least be professional about the music you make, like we're all doing here. But you guys kind of like, I don't know if you feel that way about the chance or if you feel that more so about my place pizza, which for people who don't know in our area, when the chance started to sort of fall apart for reasons like, you know, promoters coming and going and, and just, you know, the scene sort of starting to thin. There's so many different reasons why a venue starts to lose money. You guys kind of, though, I felt really took across the street. We had a smaller venue. My Place Pizza was just a pizza place where shows went on, but we would still pack out like three, 400 people sometimes on an Ill- illegally packed out night with the 400 in that place for a few years after the legitimate venue where National Acts would come through. So, like, what, what part of that do you really feel you benefited from? Because your work ethic and... And the way you approach your art and how seriously you take it, it has all the signs of growing up in that system. I always describe it as like how baseball players go through farm systems and whatnot, you know? It's it always felt like that to me because we had the older bands like We Are the In Crowd and Just Surrender and Matchbook Romance who were signed national acts, right? So we obviously had some of that trickle-down mentality philosophy, but you guys were kind of on the tail end of that. So where does that impact your growth and, and do you even like think about it like i do like do you look on look back on it and be like without that i would have none of these formative musical opinions and thoughts
3: a little bit i feel like i probably don't think of it quite as the same way you do for reasons like you kind of stated about how me yeah. kind of coming into the scene on the tail end i definitely feel like it obviously was great experience for playing live uh because that you did even towards the end of it you did still have shows with a lot of people that a lot of people are going to and i still was able to like i we we played at The Chance once, uh, at least with me and the band. We played at The Loft uh, a handful of times. So we still got into that. It definitely also gave me a lot of experience with networking, too, and just, like, how to just talk to people on music without, like, and just have it be casual because that's kind of just what it was at a lot of those shows. Everyone's just talking to each other as friends. We all feel like we all already know each other, even if we've, even if we've never met. But I guess for me, uh, it also is kind of just, like, I don't want to say that that period, not that period, like, generally but that period of time for me was kind of it kind of almost felt like it was like the introduction for me or like my trial stage because obviously um a lot went on there and like I was playing at those venues with Lakeside and they're like some of the most talented people I've ever played music with so I don't want to minimalize that in any way but then for me it felt like like with me with my music I didn't really start actually getting stuff going until like well after that it kind of feels like now like looking back on when I first played my shows there now when I only had like A couple EPs that I barely took seriously like it does not feel like I'm this I'm nearly the same artist that I was like then like at all so for me it kind of felt like that was like the beta test for my solo music uh in a way but yeah I mean then after that I just started taking it more and more seriously and then I started taking voice lessons and I've been taking voice lessons now for over two years and I feel like that's benefited me a lot so I feel like that those shows probably kind of kicked me off sort of i feel like if i didn't grow up in a scene like that if i didn't grow up having all of the friends that i do that play music it definitely like even no matter how much i liked those bands growing up and no matter no matter how much i wanted music as a hobby i don't think i i I definitely don't think i'd be the only person like if if my friends weren't making music videos i wouldn't have made music videos i don't think i would have just thought like where can i find a professional uh, videographer to make me this video like it's definitely because of the scene that i was growing up on growing up in as far as like the specific venues maybe not as much but just like the pool of people and like the poughkeepsie scene that definitely is kind of what i feel like kind of jump-started my motivation to to kind of just do my own thing
0: yeah so even though i have you... a
1: quick question about my place, my place pizza quick um how long did it take you to realize that it was carpeted <laughs> Carpeted. That's I, a good, I can't that's really remember what the floors
3: really looked like there. I mean, now, like, because <laughs> right now, yeah.
1: Okay, cool. Because it, I, it. When Austin <laughs> told me, I didn't believe him, and then I went and I was like, what? Yeah, the carpeted pizza place. You don't see kinda that weird. every day. No, yeah. but
0: Johnny, it kind of seems like you, you got the mentality, but you kind of missed out on the uh, explosiveness of the shows. You know, you missed out on four years strong selling out the chance on a Thursday night stopped happening a little bit after you kind
3: of you got there which maybe is for the better in some regards i mean i went to some cool shows at the chance so like i saw city lights and like with the punches and like those are fun shows at the time but yeah, yeah with the punches were the local the heroes for sure i was gonna say seeing with little, the punches at the, brought the brought
0: chance is
1: like a poughkeepsie checklist thing yeah
0: that that's another huge one and especially because in my opinion they were some of the nicest guys out of the ones that really did the national thing for a little while so uh no, I, I hear all that, man. So you, you know, I, I do want to move a little forward now. Uh, unless first, if you felt there was anything in your journey to where we are right now that you left out, this would be your moment, Johnny. To get <laughs> no, that if it's so impo-
3: much if it's important, Johnny, first you're supposed to talk episode, so
1: much. I mean You
0: are the guest.
3: I mean, also this episode, okay. show's called talking. There we go.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, do you feel like there's anything you left out, or, or uh, is it cool if I hit you with the next segment of our interview here?
3: I mean, in terms of just like the chronological story i feel like we're right at the point where then like everything after that is more important i feel like to discuss now yeah i think we're good in terms of like uh, like the age the time i first had my shoes and stuff like that i don't think okay, okay. i mean look episode. dude
0: so real quick uh johnny uh, andrew you think we're good can we move forward is there anything you want to know about my child <laughs> okay? Next segment. Not a Be good calm. bit for the audio listeners, but a great one for the video listeners. Again, guys, that is youtube. That's what I do. Com slash talking with Andrew and Chris. Again, that is YouTube.com slash talking with Andrew and Chris. I don't Chris. I
1: don't mean to favor the video watchers, but it's just a lot easier for me to come up with a visual bit than an audio bit, you know?
0: Right, fair enough. Because clearly speaking doesn't get us anywhere. Anyways, with that being said, I want to sort of, while we're talking about YouTube and videos and whatnot, Johnny, you've kind of been, I think, whether you know it or not, practicing your directorial and cinematography eye a little bit lately. And I've been really impressed with how far your videos have come and the ideas you've implemented in them. So I know it's all about the music and the only reason that you create videos is to help give a visual aid to your songs because you want people to hear them and people like music videos, you know, shout out MTV. But like, what has the process been for you in crafting your music videos? And and has it become sort of a passion in its own right to you? Or, or do you just see it as a tool? I'm curious, like, I, talk all about I mean, that, honestly, you know?
3: <laughs> it's interesting because I remember I uh, did a few music videos just like with me and my guitar, like uh, for acoustic songs. And those are all right. It was just mainly performance. And then I remember you actually because you were working with Dylan Eckes, who we both know, and you did a music video for one of your songs. It was full band. The quality was amazing. And that was like one of the first times where I was like, wow, you could have like professional video quality like that too. Like that's awesome. So then I remember I started doing videos like that for my own full band songs because I mainly did acoustic for a bit and then I transitioned to more full band. So I did a few videos with him and they were mainly just all performance. You were in some of them, even like you played guitar in one, you played bass in another. So you, so yeah, you oh, have yeah. an experience about that as well. But yeah, so I did a few videos that were mainly just performance, because I feel like when I was first starting to do music videos, there was always the whole idea of like, you could do a plot. But like, it's hard to do a plot and have it not be corny. And that was like something that I feel like a lot of people would think like, it's hard to do a serious plot and have it like come off as serious and how you intend it. And I feel like that kind of deterred me for a bit, but then I kind of started thinking like okay, I can't like, like on the one hand, I can't just do performance videos, like eventually I have to do something else otherwise like it's harder to bring anything in that's new if it's just performance. Um so then I feel like also just seeing other artists like seeing like bigger artists doing plots and then I just started being like I feel like I, I feel like I could do that. So um I'm trying to think. What was the first video I any uh any that bands had?
0: that like really you think influenced your cinematic eye more so than others?
3: Well, honestly, uh I mentioned Billie Eilish before, like seeing her music videos, uh specifically for her album in terms of like how horror esque they kind of were, that really inspired me because I'm a big horror fan. Like I was a big horror movie fan growing up, and then I thought like, wow, I've never seen like there were some, like obviously like there's thriller like that kind of had horror vibes, but like in the mainstream now, like just I don't know like her video for bury a friend for example that's like a crazy like horror movie music video so that kind of first like inspired the plot that I had for my music video for my song erase me that the song I think came out uh over a year ago at this point if I'm correct or maybe the song was two years ago or something I don't know the music video I think was about a year ago and that was the first I think the first music video that I got super creative with it was actually all plot and there was no performance it was really daunting but luckily, I was doing it with a friend of mine, Mike Durante, who um, we basically like we, we were know we know Mike. together. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we have worked shout with, out, right. the, shout the out the wizard. Doc. We but used yeah, to call so. him the
0: doctor because that's how good he was. He would save our songs with his videos. He'd heal him right up.
3: But yeah, so uh, <laughs>
0: That's um... such a clip That is such a <laughs> clip right there No one said anything Yeah, keep going oh, I'm loving this episode We're just shooting from the hip right now
1: Wait, Johnny, which is the video that you have with that weird end credits scene? Oh, oh the, the Slender Man one? one Up in the woods I, behind the uh... <laughs> wow, that Wow, that obviously wasn't planned at all <laughs> Wasn't planned at all I actually don't know I, Can we I, I did go... actually want to know which video it was though Yeah, yeah was I do want get
0: yeah okay Okay. so johnny let's take a quick little sidestep here (laughs) and sort of talk about because i remember we shot that with dylan and his brother jordan was there and so they were sort of working together on it and they both kind of correct me if i'm wrong they both saw the costume and they were like dude that has to be in the video like they just thought it was so it is such an amazing costume so why don't you real quick it's it's pretty much the
1: best it's pretty much the best morph suit you could have picked
3: well I remember leading up to the video because we were shooting in a field like a ton of brush uh, kind of around the area so I think we were kind of joking like we should put Slenderman in the background for some of it and like or we should have Slenderman just in part of the song and it was kind of just a joke but we all kind of secretly wanted it to happen like at least everyone in the band and I brought I had a Slenderman morph suit obviously and I brought that with me and throughout the video like Dylan it was my first time doing like a serious shoot so I didn't want to like just bring up slender man to this guy who's here like to do my serious music video and i like i feel like i passively like kind of as a joke brought it up a few times and he would just dismiss it every time Be like "Ha, yeah we'll totally do that just like the sort of thing where i'm like all right guys it's not happening he's not going to be about it and then we finished <laughs> shooting like we finished filming the song we were packing up and then you guys were just telling me to just put on the suit like, i'm not just going to put on the suit now that'd be super weird but then greg greg mealy who played drums super talented guy he played drums in that music video and he just was like, I'll put it on. So he put on the Slender Man suit. And they were <laughs> like the videographer, Dylan and Jordan, they were packing up. And then he just look at Greg wearing the Slenderman suit. And they're like, dude, that is the sickest thing ever. And they just started yeah, posing like, him. We gotta like, get they started posing this. him. <laughs> and they were just taking they like they preemptively, we didn't say anything. They started taking B-roll of him. And then they were showing us, and we're like, dude, look how creepy this is. And I was like, All right, like we should put one, we should put a shot of Slender Man just after the credits. So then that ended up happening. And Hey Johnny, yeah, do you want to plug your YouTube really channel
0: right now? And uh can you give me verbal permission verbal permission so YouTube doesn't take this down that I can play
3: a clip of it? Yes, thank you. You hereby have my permission cool. to play uh, I actually it. had to do that. YouTube is that crazy. Johnny, that.
1: thank you for reiterating the important words also when you said yes.
0: Yeah. So uh guys, this is the video oh, itself. Hopefully you Hold guys can on. hear it. But <laughs> yeah, pull uh pull it pull it back video. a
3: couple seconds. Pull it back twenty a couple sixteen song.
0: We'll give yeah, it like yeah. a. Uh, this is from 2016. Johnny's sound has evolved quite a bit. You can see me in the video. We'll we'll pull it back just to like about the last chorus. Hopefully, it's not too loud for you guys.
3: We're not hearing anything. Can you guys hear it? I can't. I can't hear it.
0: You can hear it, Johnny. No, I can't. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'll have to redo the screen grab. We can edit this part out. It's you know, it's so finicky what they let you hear oh here we go share audio it would help if i clicked that lol okay here we go tell me if you guys should (laughs) what a freeze frame (laughs) got myself in the process didn't i all right well you guys should be able to hear it now yep but totally man like we have some high quality music videos in our area dude like this is cinematic
1: yeah i went as far as i oh damn is that is that Jake uh, Alby? Yeah. Nice. He'll be on the show in a few weeks. All right. Viewer discretion advised.
3: It's just so random. Like Dude, I like forgot about the I forgot off.
1: about the fingers. Oh. <laughs> I forgot what the fingers are right correct. <laughs>
0: I love that. So, Johnny, real quick, because you actually got me into horror films and whatnot, and I do want to get back to, like, we'll work it up to Phantoms from this. But, like, y- you know, you're not just a one-note guy. Not, not me- Most people aren't. You know, you're you're going to law school right now. You do a lot of other cool stuff, but, like, to me, if someone had to ask me, like, what are, like, three things that Johnny really cares about? I'd be like, well, horror's got to be one of them, you know? So, so, why don't you speak to that real quick? Am I wrong? Am I right?
3: Well, yeah, Am you're I right. Like, you got it. I never really consider myself like a movie guy like uh it's kind of just always been like oh i like horror movies like as a kid they scared me so then that gave me the motivation to want to like conquer them like it's actually like i remember having like really bad nightmares about night of the living dead the original like when i was really young and Freddy versus jason too that was like a huge movie that like everyone my age would watch and i'd always be mad that i wasn't allowed to watch it and then i remember like When I was finally, I don't even know why, but when I was like 10 years old, which isn't that much older than like seven when I couldn't watch that movie. But when I was 10, like I just randomly would just go on YouTube and I would just like, I remember watching like every one of the original Nightmare on Elm Streets, like from one to like six, like they made a lot of those movies. And I remember just like, I would just sit and just watch like every horror movie I could find. I would just be at 10 years old, just like watching Freddy versus Jason, just like in my bedroom that was recorded on like a VHS. So um, I don't know, like it was just something that I just wanted to like digest a lot of when I was really young. And then, I don't know, I got older and it was, just, it was always a genre that I really liked, like especially just hanging out with friends, uh, especially when you're younger late at night. And like, maybe this doesn't happen as much now, but when everyone has like a middle school sleepover when you watch a horror movie and then everyone's like scared to leave to go to the bathroom after the horror movie's over. Like, I don't know. I always liked that type of thing. I always liked the idea that like horror movies it was the one genre that like it can accomplish its goal as a movie too well to the point where no one wants to watch it like that's something you don't get with other movies like there's never like that comedy is way too funny i can't watch it right now Like, if you're in the mood for a comedy you want the funniest co- comedy but like with horror all the time it's like no i can't watch that movie like that movie like it's not a good time for me to watch that movie that's just something that i feel like always just really interested me about the genre and it kind of still does
0: yeah, I can hear Dom screaming at you right now, if he hears that clip. But I I, I agree with what you just you know,
3: said. You know, Johnny,
1: Johnny, seeing as you just brought up horror and comedy, I just saw a movie that was described to me as a horror comedy that I'm going to ask you if you've seen. Have you seen An American Werewolf in London?
3: Yeah, I never really thought of that as a comedy. That's interesting. Uh, it has comic relief. I mean, I never thought of it, as a comedy. it was made. It was directed by the guy that
1: did Animal House
3: interesting no i
1: like that. i i just saw it for the first time this past week and i thought it was pretty pretty wild in a good way and i think would you recommend it i would definitely recommend it it's pretty it it, the pacing is really what like done well because it feels like it's a short movie even though it's like 97 minutes or something like that which i guess is kind of short but um, as a werewolf
3: movie too i think it's really good
1: and it's, like, known for, like, having, like, the best werewolf transformation scene in, like, any werewolf movie. And, little-known fact, I don't know if it's little-known, but fun fact, that movie won the first Oscar for Best Makeup, because that was the year that the category was invented. Didn't
3: know that. it's cool.
0: Yeah, Johnny, um, so, you know what else is pretty cool? Uh, your new video for Phantoms. I haven't seen too much of it, and you don't have to do this, but there is a private chat option here and you could send us the uh unlisted YouTube link and we could play a little snippet of it. Oh, the video if is if the video I... is
3: posted now. Uh and it's not fan uh, that's an okay mistake, but the video that I just put out is for a song called Fragile and Phantom is the new song oh, that's coming
0: out on the 30th. Okay, gotcha. Uh, okay the video okay. for fragile
3: is posted. Uh that that's public as of um the 30th of October. So you could find Word.
0: that. If I, uh, if I pull that up and we play a few seconds of it, would you kind of want to sort of give some backstory on like the filmmaking process and talk about it a little bit?
3: Would that be something you'd be yeah. into? Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. I wish Sweet. we had more time. We only have like 18 minutes left. Crazy. I mean, we can, so. we
0: don't, dude, don't, we'll, we'll, <laughs> no, get,
2: no, no,
3: no, no. Don't, don't, don't feel stressed, man. This
1: stream will
0: end in 18
3: minutes, whether we like, it. like no, it or not. I, I just, no, I, just, I, I just remember. Feel like I just, I'm enjoying this, but yeah. Yeah. Pull, yeah, pull it up. That's fine.
0: Yeah, I have have to leave in exactly 18 and a half
1: minutes. Yeah,
0: now we only have 17 minutes and 17 seconds. God damn it. So hopefully you guys can hear it. But yeah, let's watch like maybe a a minute and a half of this since it's like a five minute video. And we'll sort of, uh, is that all right? You think that's enough time or?
3: No, yeah, that's good. Okay, cool. Do you have the audio shared again?
0: Are you not hearing it?
3: Maybe it's just okay. quiet.
0: Oh, YouTube. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Well, I'm not doing any editing, so people are just going to have to be along for the ride on this one, it seems. I mean, the, the song. Isn't oh, here playing we go. That part. There gotcha. There is some sound. Yeah, there is, and it sounds awesome. Now you got it, right? Yep. Yeah. Cool.
3: Yeah, so clearly I diverged from performance videos unless you call Flint like an instrument.
0: That's actually Flint. Like, that's not practical. That's like practical. That's not VFX right there.
3: No, no, that's real. I don't know if that's actually called Flint, but it's definitely real.
1: <laughs> but is that what that tool is used for? Is just a spark? It's to make fires. Then, yeah.
0: Cool. See, I would never know that type of thing.
1: It's impressive this is awesome dude dude yeah that's a great
3: shot
0: you guys gotta go and watch the full video right now if you're seeing this and if you're on audio the link's in the description to his youtube yeah this is,
3: de- this is definitely the example of like how like horror and music videos has like shaped me wanting to do the same where did you film this we filmed in a bunch where. of different locations um some is this the dover stone capital. church uh no um oh okay how filmed, cold like, was in, that water I, I think this is new pulse i think honestly we filmed in like five different locations so i can't even remember like each specific, that water was freezing Andrew. you're freezing like 20 degrees and you're about to yeah, never well, mind, good good it. on
1: you for still splashing on your face i would have been like do i have to do that can't i just like oh we didn't even get to the sip? other
3: music video i'd do something much worse.
1: <laughs> much worse oh well. Wow
0: wow such a contrast here in regards to the visuals yeah. and the music
2: yeah absolutely yeah. till the end i'm so grateful that you'll join me for the last night of our lives I'll walk in the same But I'm on to your game So just please don't complain When I don't think to call your name
0: Dude, this is all so well done Yeah
2: We walked in head time like if I didn't already
0: know who that was I, I'd be like dude did you get a professional Hollywood makeup artist dude that looks yeah, really
1: good it's not a mask
0: no it's not
3: it's makeup oh. yeah, that's, that's my friend Carissa she's great that's your friend Carissa in the makeup or doing the makeup in in, in, the, in the makeup uh, this really talented makeup artist Laura Cena did the makeup
0: yeah i gotta give this a thumbs up
1: yeah you gotta give it a thumbs up give him a subscribe if you haven't
0: oh i have notifications turned on and everything (laughs)
1: nice you don't want to save this
0: to your favorites all right man let's not get ahead of ourselves here my favorite no (laughs) offense johnny my favorites is a coveted spot. So <laughs> guys, what I'm seeing there is not only does Johnny sort of game plan these things, produce them, obviously Dylan's the cinematographer, but it all comes. I mean, Dylan's not Dylan, sorry, Lawton in this video. Yeah. Either way, the cinematographer, obviously you can't be in the shot and compose the shot, but uh, you're a big part of all of it. And it seems like you really, like you said, splashing <laughs> cold water on your face, being dragged in the dirt. You know, it's uh, you're going all out there for your art, man. Like talk about the headspace you have to get into to do these videos. Cause you're not like, it's not like you just like rented a studio and you're you're standing in there for like an hour and just whatever it is it is, you know, you're putting some TLC into this. Tender love and care for all you guys who don't know that.
3: I mean, like I always liked the idea of I always liked film, like I liked horror movies. I like uh I've always liked the idea of at some point like writing like Maybe not as a career, but just like as a hobby. And just Johnny, how I think, yo, just why do you
0: think I made you speak about horror movies, man? But like, let the people in, dude. You know, I know what yeah, I'm doing yeah. here, but I'm, you gotta, you gotta, like, you know, you gotta let them drink, man. You let them to water now, let them take a drink. I'm just messing with content, Johnny. No, no, keep going. I, I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry. It was,
3: it was pretty cool to be like, wow, I can now use my music videos to like experiment a little bit with like small term acting and like actually like maybe not writing scripts because I don't really have lines aside from the lyrics, but just like writing my own like scenes basically and writing separate stories. Like it's basically like music videos, uh, it gives you, it gives you kind of the ability to like experiment in a whole other creative world besides music. So that's kind of what excited me about getting more creative with my music videos because then suddenly it was like, wow, I can, I can do so much more and it's so much fun. It's so fun to me, like especially like, it's, it's so fun for me to experiment with acting, even though I don't have, like, a lot of acting experience to begin with. But, yeah, and then uh, there was that video that was one of my more creative ones. And then another music video for my song, Erase Me, that actually ends with me getting possessed and walking into a lake fully clothed until the yeah, water's above wild. my head. <laughs> like We're not that, going to give it I... away
0: too much here, but guys, go. Was, it, was,
3: was that cold also? It was, like, 50 degrees when we did it. So it wasn't as cold as in the video we just watched, but it was... It was pretty cold uh that that was a really fun video too the whole plot is like my fr- yeah. like that, that's also no performance it's like my friends are getting possessed and then they're attacking me and then i get possessed like i don't know it was just it was just a time where i was just like all right i just want to do like a weird music video like i just want to like performance is great and i even i will probably still but there's do only so much you can like, do
0: with that and you can only make the same video in different locations so many times trust me and andrew when we say we know that yeah uh, and you know that too yeah. i just i'm The listeners need to know that we've been friends for a while. So there are things that we know about each other that obviously needs to be said, but, uh, It's called exposition. It's called exposition, Johnny, which your videos have, I've never confused with the plot lines. And, uh, you know, so I wanted to ask you two things. The first being, has this sort of cinematic involvement in your musical process because for the most part lately at least you've put out a video with with every song or at least every song that i've seen you really push and go all out for has that sort of dictated the writing process anymore has it made you think more visually when writing your your lyrics or has it made you you know pace your uh chord progressions differently has has it affected you at all that you can like think of maybe subconsciously sure but i'm just curious because like like i said you're not just doing the generic cookie cutter oh band in a a abandoned warehouse playing uh type thing like some people i know have done
3: (laughs) a little bit i feel like a lot a lot of the times it's like it's not until i'm actually recording the song in the studio when i like once i get the full effect of how the song actually came out transitioning to full band where i get where i start thinking of visuals sometimes it happens a little bit in the writing process but i definitely feel like in the last couple years in general as far as my writing goes it's gotten more personal it's, there have been a lot less times where I kind of just make up words to finish a verse or something or where I just write what I think sounds cool. It's been a lot more uh, of actually being about my own personal experiences. There was always a little bit of that going back, but there was also a lot uh, that wasn't quite like that. And then now it feels a lot more consistent. It feels like I'm a lot better at getting into the headspace to write a song. It feels like I'm a lot better at knowing when, I'm, when it's a good time for me to write a song. I don't find myself as much having to like force ideas out, even though sometimes that's still necessary, but I, I just feel like everything I'm doing songwriting wise, it's not perfect by any means, obviously, but it's like the most real it's ever been. And I feel like that's probably inspired me to want to get more creative with my videos and make them real to me as well and make them be about something that like, I want them to be about and to do instead of just leaving it all to uh the videographer which sometimes you still should do like it's it's definitely inspired me to want to take charge a little bit more so that I know what like the shots are going to look like and I just kind of know what message it's going to be putting across so it's been great to see that to have that develop for me in videos and in my writing I have a lot much more I have a lot more fun writing songs now than I used to it doesn't feel as much like a chore it feels like wow like especially being a law student too like I wasn't sure if that was going to make music harder to do because uh like suddenly my brain is focusing on something completely different than music like literally there's like there's no music in law like i don't know um so but instead it's kind there's of there's no like law kind of in music if there can be I know, it depends on the genre I <laughs> there can be that was a very stupid statement kind of depends on who yeah uh, but
1: yeah but can we <laughs> All right, let's run that back, Johnny. Can you run that back from your from your uh, from a couple lines ago? <laughs> Line check.
0: Oh man. Well, you know all these things being sorry, a filmmaker. I'm yeah, s- Johnny, keep going though, man. I liked where you're heading with that.
3: I'm sorry about Chris. It's okay. Don't be sorry. Um, what was I even talking about? To so, like writing songs. Being a, a law feel- student yeah. and there's no. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so now it's like I get out of class and it's like, okay, I just was reading. Uh, criminal law or torts for hours which can still be interesting but then now it's like I want to write a song now it's like I feel like there's nothing wrong with music being the only thing you're doing but I feel like for a lot of people and this probably happened to me too before I was a law student in my gap year between undergrad and law school like when music was almost all I was doing besides just like working part-time it was harder like it feels like I'm gonna just get up and try music and like work on music and just think about music and that's great too but then it feels like you can get stuck in like sort of like a tunnel vision and then it just feels like it feels more like a job and less as a hobby obviously but like it doesn't that doesn't even necessarily mean if you're doing something else it turns it into a hobby but like you just have like more like you appreciate it more I feel like like now I get out of class and I'm just like I want to write a song it's no more of like I have to write a song or I should write a song it's more like There's nothing that I want more right now than to go upstairs and take out my guitar after just doing that group discussion about like a Supreme Court case for two hours. Now it's like I just want to be able to just play chords and just like write melodies to them. And it makes it like kind of more real to me, too, because I feel like it just puts me in a good mood whenever I'm playing music now. Not that I wasn't in a good mood before, but like it's more consistent with just how I'm feeling
0: no that that totally makes sense man so we're uh we're running low on time here and i feel like we're at a good place to talk about your new single phantoms um is there a music video can we expect anything sort of uh on your instagram and stuff special that you're going to be doing to promote it and of course obviously (laughs) tell us like all about the song what inspired it sort of uh, the meaning or anything you want us to know where we can find it now's your chance to let people know uh Cause today the song came out guys. So it's really nice. You can sort of pair this interview with the song or this song with the interview. So, uh, yeah, Johnny, uh, Andrew, sorry. Did you want to say something real quick? I don't want to monopolize too much.
1: Yeah. I just want to make sure that he addresses the question that I'm sure every fan listening is going to want to know. Uh, will Slender man be making an appearance in the next video?
0: Yeah. So Johnny, why don't you sort of address all of these, uh, this, uh, banquet of questions, Andrew and I have just laid in front of you. Well, I
3: definitely, Mine wouldn't, being the most rule important. I definitely wouldn't rule it out. Uh, but I, I definitely Good. can't say it's definitely gonna happen, but can't say for sure it won't. Never but it yeah, so um yeah, I've in the past like year or so, like you know this, Chris, I've been writing just like so much and obviously there's a lot there's a lag time a lot of times between when you write a song and when you record it. So it feels like uh Phantom, which is coming out on November thirteenth, which is a Friday the thirteenth. So I kind of like that I'm calling it Phantom and putting it out on that day. But uh that to me is like the first song out of the giant batch that I've written in the past two years that kind of like when I was talking before about how my writing has gotten a lot more personal and a lot more real like every song I've written since then like a lot of them haven't even came out yet I consider Phantom the first song out of that batch to be coming out so that is something that I'm really excited for like I'm excited for people to get to hear that on the song new
0: era right it's like you feel like you've sort of reached a new level in your ability as a songwriter
3: in my writing as well as uh like I mentioned I've been taking voice lessons for over two years now and uh I feel like this is one of the first songs that has been like written and recorded more recently enough for that to show more than it potentially has in like previous releases so it's just been nice for me to see my progress and I hope that other people get that as well but yeah, so it's a full band song. It's called Phantom. It's with my very talented friend Amanda Shuttleworth. She's great. She sings on it. And yeah, her voice is incredible. And uh so I wrote that song in probably uh, spring of 2019, I believe. It was right when I graduated undergrad. So I was kind of in like a weird like somewhat like existential crisis of like oh, I just finished college for the first time in my life. I don't have school in like the very near future to look forward to for the first time after like do something that isn't obviously that didn't end up <laughs> staying that way for too long because i'm in law school now but like at the time it was kind of a lot of it was kind of like a very like self-reflecting time for me and i feel like that's kind of what like went a lot into that song so yeah uh i'm also in a position now where having all of that material saved up i am trying to just be more consistent with my releases so i have that song coming out then i have new material that i'm hoping to have out december-ish and then i'm hoping to just keep the momentum going so i see phantom as kind of like the start of that and the start of it's it's my first musical like release that isn't a music video like my first new content song-wise that's coming out since being a law student so i feel like it's the beginning of me like officially keeping or trying to keep the momentum with my music also being in law school so that's so it's an exciting time for me and it also, the fact that I'm in school and doing music, it makes me not worry about how people react to my music. It makes it more fun to just have me put it out uh, because that's not where all of my stake is. Like it's weird to think it that way, but like, because I'm doing something else too, I don't want music to falter because of that, but it makes music more fun to me. And it makes me able to just put content out consistently. And like who cares if people don't like the song because I like the song and like I don't know. Like I have a a lot. I have enough going on where I don't worry about the reception as much. I'm just able to just do it and it makes more fun for me and I feel like it makes me like what I'm doing more. So I'm really excited for Phantom to be released. Uh, There's a pre-save link for it right now. You could pre-save it on Spotify even though that's useless to anyone listening to this because the song's already out. Yeah, right now there's a pre-save link? Yeah, right now.
0: But right now though, if you're listening in real time on the 13th, Friday the 13th, you can... Go and stream the song on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Breaker, Radio. Po- no, I'm just kidding. Those are podcast platforms. But the first three for sure. It's on YouTube as well. Go check it out. That's Johnny Manna. Check it out. The song is amazing, guys. We've heard it. You're gonna love it. It's actually you've
1: heard it. go of it as well. stream Johnny Manna on. We Tidal. uh, that's where on, he bro. gets the most. Yeah, money. Johnny.
0: Uh, we uh, we only played a um. <laughs> A snippet of it at the beginning because if you want we can play the full version at the end or we can play another one of your songs at the end so that they or we can play
1: a green day song
0: or we can well we can't do that but you'll let us know either way guys you've heard it at one portion in this episode and uh johnny the last thing i gotta ask you is as an artist and a creator take take a word and describe yourself one word and then elaborate on that word and why you chose that word but right now i'm just curious like what would one word be if you had to choose to describe yourself as a creator purposeful
3: okay. I was completely Why? on the spot uh, because I feel like I'm at a point now where everything I do I do for a reason I feel like I do it either for me to be happy or to try to make other people happy I feel like I try to it, in whether it's in art or just like my everyday life like I try to make sure that everything I'm doing is real and nothing's fabricated everything means something i try to always make the most out of it, every moment or everything that i do or every interaction and that's like part of obviously like i'm not perfect like that, that that isn't always the case but i feel like i'm more purposeful and like aware of that as like a value to have going out going through your life that i didn't have before and that i feel like is helpful with my art as well
0: word that's awesome man that's very noble i respect that that was a word it was a good word. I mean, I thought of that on the spot. And, but... and, and by the way, that was the best response man. that I've that w- that is a record. ever seen with such a cohesive a and concise explanation as well, just to back it up. So, Johnny, thank you again so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Guys, his handle has been in the box of his name the whole time. That's at Johnny Manna. Go and find him on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. He also is on YouTube at Johnny Manna. F- Spotify apple um all the the social media matter but there's others as well i'm sure (laughs) maybe title probably not but he could be on title we're not gonna have him answer that right now we don't know
1: he already said he is
0: okay he already said he is so that's why because i knew he did i just didn't know what he said guys this was an awesome episode we appreciate johnny being here with us real quick uh, oh for sure man andrew we also do some cool stuff don't we
1: yeah, I guess you could say that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean,
0: find that Andrew, and what do you want them to know about it?
1: Well, this is one of the cool things that we do, and if you're listening to this, pretty, then pretty cool. you can continue to listen to it on all the digital streaming platforms. That being, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, all those other fun ones. It's talking with Andrew and Chris. Uh, we're also on all the social medias at Talking Podcast. It's the same one. If you want to stay up to date, follow us, talk to us, hang out with us. Uh, We're also on YouTube, just like Johnny is. Uh, I believe it's at, you know, YouTube slash talking with Andrew and Chris. We've got videos up. We put up the episodes every week so you can see all of our hilarious visual bits. Yeah. Um, and the audio
0: I'm- episodes have been weird since we started being on YouTube, that is probably why, because you're not getting the visuals. So you yes. might want to go yeah. and check yeah. those out. A little weird. Um, I love you while also
1: listening. while you're on all those places that those places being youtube social medias and the digital streaming platforms be sure to check out chris's other show with dom the movie oh, stop nerd talking tv <laughs> uh on the social medias it's talking tv podcast but check all that stuff out because i'm on a little bit of it i was just on the last one i think right
0: Yeah, well, not at this point in time, but sure. Not at this point in time, but... You're on You're on. We have a monthly collaboration between the two podcasts anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm on a couple other episodes
1: too, so go check out. You're a regular. Let's
0: put it that way. You're a series regular. You're not quite top billing, but you're getting paid to be there each week.
1: Exactly. So even if you don't want more Chris, which I can understand that, you can still get more of me over there too.
0: Oh, yeah. That's what he
1: meant. That's what I'm saying. Right.
0: He's not saying he doesn't. Or is he? I don't know. Anyways, guys, what I do know is that the show has been... Well, first off, it doesn't want to die, so we're not going to let it. You guys have been relentless in your support, and we actually really honestly do appreciate that. I mean, we know we haven't been the most consistent in the past. This is our first full month back, and it's all because of you guys, because the numbers honestly are outstanding. And so we feel it's our duty to deliver you the best show we can each week, and we hope that you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, One last time, again, it's Johnny Manna. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Google, just Google them.
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, just Google Google them.
0: Good, Johnny. I want to wish you all the best on your LSAT and other SATs that you may take on your law school journey. Um, and thank you for being here, guys. Yeah, good
3: luck with that bar thing. I heard it's pretty tough. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, Good luck with everything you do from here as well.
0: Yeah, Johnny. I mean, look, I feel like we won't really speak until the next time we do into these. So I, I hope that you have a good holiday and just everything goes well for you yeah, man so, good luck
1: on the release man
3: yeah good Hope luck to on the hear release. good things from that if
0: you, if you don't hear from us what well, you probably won't just know we're thinking about you and we appreciate you being here right now
3: and yeah, i'll let you guys know what, next time on the episode how that all went, how the bar exam yeah great ends. yeah
1: great.
0: you know you know how to find yeah us.
1: that'd be so exciting if the next time we have you on you're a lawyer
0: that'd be crazy from that'd be really cool from law student to lawyer the transformation. Who the guys. It? Speaking of transformations, you heard all about how this is the precipice of the new growth Ooh. that Johnny Manna has been waiting to show us. So, without further ado, let's not waste more time, guys. Here is Phantoms by Johnny Manna on Talking with Andrew and Chris. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Had never
2: seen the stars so still, forgetting the aching chill hold like a phantom leer, Ooh. I'm glad I can't forget, love scorn has been, but sometimes we can't help but sin, Ooh. What's the difference, between all the bad we do, and the bad that we want to do, Ooh. It was the same night then that I saw something. I was just looking for some light Convenient reconnaissance A word on what's up There's someone we never met It was the same night then that I saw something new I had to fight for
0: All right, guys, there you have it. Yet another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. And we just want to take a moment here to thank you guys so much for all the support you've shown this show. I mean, I'm sure you guys know, but this show is 100% creator-owned and creator-run, and quite literally, we couldn't do it without you. I mean, the fact that you guys keep coming back week in and week out is not only humbling, but it's inspiring, and it's a reason why we will continue to deliver upon our promise to bring you content Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and so all we ask for you guys to do in support of this show, for free, mind you, is please head over to YouTube.com/talkingwithandrewandchris. Please click that subscribe button for whatever video you choose to listen to. Click that thumbs up; it would really help out us grow the channel. And most importantly, turn on that bell to get notified every time we post content. Again, that's every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on YouTube at 2 p.m. And of course. On audio, you guys can find us on Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. That is Talking with Andrew and Chris. And all we ask you to do on those platforms is please click the follow button, the subscribe button, leave a review, preferably five stars. Whatever the platform allows you to do, if you could throw us a little support, that would really mean the world and help us keep growing this show. Once again, guys, we appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for the support. Stay sweet